Man, oh man, I cannot wait for this rain to end. I don't know if you live in the northeast of the U.S., New England area, where sadly we just lost Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not recent, I mean, not just recently, but over the last couple weeks. Anyway, the rain hasn't gone away, the COVID hasn't gone away, and here we are marching through another day. But to brighten your day, I hope... Vito Pellig of WPFeedback.co joins the program today to talk about, well, how he got started in the WordPress world, how he got started with an agency in the back of a van while he was touring with his with his band uh, in the UK, and then quickly growing that business, 12 employees, things were going well. He talks about how he niched, uh, niched down into a particular vertical, and that really helped, but quickly realized, hey, this agency thing, it's just not for me. Don't want to do it. Don't want to scale it. Don't want those headaches anymore. And we were building along the way this feedback uh, feature. Well, let's enhance it. Let's turn it into a product. And that's where uh, our hero takes us on that journey to today. Also, his virtual summit, wpfeedback.co slash summit, where I think thousands of people are going to be joining. <laughs> if you're an agency, a creative, a consultant in the WordPress space, it's totally free. It kicks off April 27th, so just a few days away here. Check that out. Vito Pelig in today's story. Don't forget to subscribe to business5000.com. If you want to join a idea accelerator, we had our first pitch last week. I'm not going to tell you about it. It's all in the email. You got to sign up to the email. That's the, that's the hook. You get pitches from other people in the Business 5000 program. You give feedback and everyone's the wiser. Business5000.com. Let's talk to today's sponsors. He's back, as always, John Locke, LockdownSEO.com, Lockdown, lock with an E, LockdownSEO.com. We help manufacturing companies with search engine optimization so they get more requests for quotes. I talked about this over and over again. He's a recurring uh, sponsor of the Matt Report. He's focusing on business to business with manufacturers, right? And he does it soup to nuts. So if they need SEO, if they need content, if they need design, if they need development, LockdownSEO.com is a place to go. So how can you leverage John? If you're an agency and all of a sudden some manufacturer comes knocking on your door, hey, we got to make 150 million masks, right? For this whole COVID thing. Things are booming. Unfortunately, things are booming, but fortunately things are booming. And they need to lay out something new on their website, but you've never done that with manufacturers before. This is not your forte. Well, partner up with John. I'm sure you guys can do some kind of revenue share, right? Get the client the value that they need, which is a strong performing website for manufacturers. Great SEO, great layout. John can help you. LockdownSEO.com. Lock with an E. LockdownSEO.com. Don't forget to check out his YouTube channel. Just search for John Lock on YouTube. John, thanks for sponsoring the show. Today's second sponsor is Ronald Hureka. He he does a lot. There's a, a whole bunch of things this gentleman does in the WordPress space. You can find all of his plugins on WordPress.org. Uh, but he wants me to focus on two things. He has a new book coming out. It's WPandAjax.com. WP as in WordPress and A-N-D, Ajax. WPandAjax.com, an in-depth guide on using Ajax with WordPress, and you know, it's going to be published on Amazon. I believe I was when I was searching it, I saw it there. I think it's one hundred ninety-two dollars right now if you order the paperback version. Uh, but if you want to check it out for free, go to wpandajax.com and read some of the first few chapters that he has available there. So if you're somebody 
who's developing and you need to know how WordPress and Ajax jive with one another, check that out. And he also has another plugin called WPPresenter.pro. WPPresenter.pro. It's a way to demonstrate and present through Gutenberg right on a website. So I can have like slides and I can present and demonstrate things right in my browser. Pretty sweet. Check it out at WPPresenter.pro. Ronald, thanks for sponsoring the show. Uh, so I'm Vito, I'm the founder of WP Feedback. Um, I actually started uh, building websites uh, from the back of the van. Uh, as I got to kind of like the UK here, uh, we were playing it as, as a rock band. And uh, even though it was kind of seemed like it was doing well from outside, we were all dead broke. Uh, so uh, we st I started literally building sites as we were driving through Europe uh, in a van, you know, stopping by McDonald's to steal some Wi-Fi on the, on, along the way. And uh, from there, once the band split up, and you know, I can see you have some white hairs in your beard as well. So once it wasn't cool anymore to live in a van, uh, I, I looked for the next chapter in life. And I figured, all right, let's try and see what I can do with this web design uh, business, that kind of small freelancing business that I already had. Uh, within the first year, I got to six figures here in the UK. And by year three, I had a team of 12 guys who grown to like a full-on agency. Uh, focused specifically on WordPress, uh, working specifically with charities. That was our main focus. Uh, and through that experience of scaling uh, pr pretty fast, uh, and we found a lot of problems with communicating with clients and getting them to do what we needed. And that's how WP Feedback came about. We're building this tool for ourselves, first of all. And then it was released out to the wild uh, about a year ago. So, I mean, first of all, we're, we're going to match not only in our facial hair, but in our, in our right. regular hair very soon if I don't get to a barber, <laughs> uh, if I don't, you know, if, if life doesn't uh, return to, to normal. Um, you know, speaking of that same note, there's a lot of people now, and, and I know because I've been donating, I'll quote air quotes, donating my time volunteering uh, to a lot of small businesses in this area. A lot of people who've been put out from work. Have you seen uh, from maybe the circles of community that you're part of locally, a lot of people saying, hey, you know, this web thing, uh, maybe I should get into this and make a couple extra bucks while maybe I'm unemployed, right? I think right. now more than ever, there's an opportunity for people to uh, learn word, the, the power of uh, the uh, power user WordPress way, page builders, sure. forms, you know, connecting up the Zapier, like doing all these crazy things, that whole no code yeah. movement. Um, what kind of opportunities have you seen? And maybe even from your own customers using WP Feedback. Right. Uh, so first of all, it seems like, like you were saying at the beginning, that even though the world is kind of in the shambles at the moment, uh, um, our industry is actually doing pretty well. Uh, it seems like people, uh, you know, People need stuff online because they're stuck inside. So uh, from what I hear from my clients, even though there was a couple of weeks of uncertainty where everyone was just went to like a survival mode just to figure out what's going on next, it seemed like now it kind of stabilized and even growing. I even saw an interesting article by um, Freemius uh, yesterday. Uh, they kind of benchmarked the entire uh, Corona time uh, when it comes to sales in the space uh, compared to previous years. So you could actually see that it grown uh, in March compared to previous March, Marches in, in, in previous years. Um, and I think it's the same. I, I think that like getting into WordPress or getting into web design, 
if you have the knack for it, if you like uh, the creative part of it, then this is the perfect business. Uh, you know, like that's, um, that's, how, that's what I found myself doing for, for the past decade. And it doesn't even have to be creative in the sense of design. It could be creative in the sense of uh, problem solving, right? Because true. that's one of the great things about WordPress is you can solve so many different problems Very with true. the available tools. Very true. I would say even more than design, yeah. uh, because a good problem solver can find solutions where others are just, uh, uh, you know, like don't know where to look. What's your thoughts? And this um, sort of an aside, but it was, it's been on my mind lately because, you know, I have this YouTube channel uh, where I do WordPress tutorials and, and right. you know, you get the occasional person who comes by and is like, WordPress is garbage, right? And right. they might use some other expletives that I don't want to use uh, on the iTunes show, but they'll, you know, they'll say that WordPress is terrible. It's not coded, right? It's not, the, it's not a great solution. You know, I don't know school me, I, I don't understand any other platform <laughs> where I can, I can, you know, this, this last commenter said he could develop a, a site faster than he can in WordPress. There's not a chance in eternity that you could install WordPress, Gravity Forms, and WooCommerce and do that. Same thing, hand-coded in less than five minutes. <laughs> just For sure. Like, I, I remember because my first website was in GeoCities, if you remember, that was like 20-something years ago. Uh, and yeah, like, there was no idea of framework or, or content management systems uh, back then and yeah you wrote everything uh, uh, by hand and there's no way that anything else is uh, as efficient as far as i know um but you know like it, it kind of depends on where you're where you're going with this because there are the people that need a quick website and wordpress is not the solution for them that's how i see it uh, there's like you know the wixes of the world and the squarespace and all of that uh, but then you have the hard code the developers that are just kind of like uh, they want to code every single thing, but it's not economic. If you think about it from uh, you know from running a business point of view, why makes no sense to me? It makes no sense. Why would you build something from scratch uh, if uh, you can just uh, pick it off the shelf? Yeah, um, or at least take eighty percent and modify it. That's the even beauty of uh, open source, and you can get something, take something that is eighty percent and. and add your own custom 20% to create something truly unique. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's my take on this. Uh, um, but I also think that uh, coding languages is kind of like bands or, um, or like uh, sports teams, sports teams where you only root for your own, you know, yeah. and you never, you, you, like you dash everyone, you, you bash everyone else. Yeah. I mean, that's human nature's across the board on everything yeah. <laughs> from your favorite potato chips to your favorite, you know, president sure. or minister. Uh, you know, it's, it's insane. One, uh, so let's just talk about before we get into the product, uh, a couple of questions on the service side of the business. You found yourself accelerating pretty quickly uh, from beginning. Some people, you know, it takes them, you know, years to achieve what you did. Maybe some people don't set their sights on building a team as large as yours, but sure. there's always this uh, roller coaster ride of finding business. Was there one thing that you think you did really well that really accelerated the business, especially given the fact that you're sort of, you know, air quotes again, doing it out of the back of a pan? Right. Um, back then, as an agency owner, for sure, the, the time, the, the, um, everything was really sporadic and there was no system in place for a couple of years until I got a team. And then you got to, you know, you got to cough out the dough every month. It doesn't matter if you got the work or not. Uh, so I, I started to build systems that are more sustainable. Um, one of the strongest, and I think everyone is just uh, uh, preaching that, uh, but it took me a couple of years to do. And I know that it, for most people, it takes a couple of years for them to just take this step, just find your niche. 
that's the strongest thing that you can ever do for your business. Uh, find a group of people that you can serve uh, with a unique a, a differentiator. Just by saying and working with a certain group of people that do something, you develop uh, expert skills that no one else will have. Uh, so, so that was the first, that was the biggest thing that we did. Uh, once we had the niche, everything else fell into place when it comes to where to find them, how to market to them, how to speak to them, what kind of language do they make, do, does make sense to them. Uh, and yeah, so it all comes down from who you're speaking to. Um, yeah. And it's kind of crazy that for years I was trying to approach everyone like a lot of us. Um, but you know, when you think about it really, your messaging cannot resonate if you don't know who you're talking to. Uh, in the same way that if you go to the bank, uh, into the you know you talk to the, your bank manager. In the same way that you talk to your mom, it would never work because because you gotta you gotta direct your how you speak to uh, depending on the person you speak to. So yeah, yeah find it's, the niche. That's for sure. It's that repeatable. It's like if there's so much to once you can find that perfect customer that you work with, and and look in the beginning. Hey, I'm sure you went and you built a website for, you know, a restaurant and for a bank yeah. and for a nonprofit. And then you start to gather, you know, no pun intended, the feedback of those experiences. And you're like, boy, I really don't really like working with the restaurants, uh, not tech savvy, no big budget. The banks, my God, they wanted me to sign all these illegal contracts. I don't want to do that. And then you found like a, a good fit, some, uh, some good middle ground. And so, Very yeah, true. so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm struggling with it. Yeah, it takes a little time in the beginning. But you're just going to be cognitive of, I need to find that perfect customer and align with them because that's what really paves the way to a systemized sales process, an onboarding process, 100 everything. Everything, everything, because yeah. everything starts there. And yeah, I just 100% agree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember, boy, I remember, so when I started my agency, I, you know, I don't even know, like whatever it was, over 10 years ago at this point, I, I, this was at the dawn of when Facebook pages came to right. life, right? And that was like a thing and people are like, oh boy, I, I need to be on the social media thing. I remember like we printed out all of these postcards uh, and uh, we had like these three price points. Like we'd manage your social media for $49 a month, right. like something so stupid, like it would never <laughs> even happen, you know, these days. I uh, had exactly the same business about yeah. 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, I, you know, because you know, that's what, I mean, that's what entrepreneurs and problem solvers do. Yeah. You know, we look for opportunity, we try to solve a problem and we put a, funny. a dollar uh, a denomination on it, you know, and to try to find some value in yeah. it for both us and the customer. So uh, I'm interested to learn at what point in the business, the service business, did you start to invest in WP Feedback, the product? Like, did it, was right. it born from, from those experiences? Did you start like something early on with customers and gut feedback? How did that all roll out? Uh, so the for me it was like I, I still wanted to grow and to scale the agency model is a nightmare uh, because like every 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 hour that you sell you got to bring more people and it never ends it never ends and uh, I didn't like that so like I got to a point where I had the 12 my 12 guys and uh, we got to like kind of this glass ceiling maybe even of the of the agency model and the only way out is to productize um, so I actively looked for ways of doing that, um, not even noticing that we had this thing, and we we just built that as something that we wanted we needed for ourselves because the the thing here is in the UK uh, charity um, uh, charity uh, uh, trustees 
which are which was our most our big like the most of our uh, target audience uh, the average age is 74 years old so that was our customer and we had to teach them how to work digitally on a lot of stuff and it, it, it was a nightmare in a lot of cases uh, uh, just to get the point across so I tried to look for a different for a way for us to solve this problem for us and that's why we did like a really scrappy I, I, I asked one of my designers uh, uh, my, my uh, one of my developers Let's invest two weeks and create something scrappy that we can use and let's see if it works, you know. And that's what we used for a couple of months while I was out looking for ways to productize and uh, to do something and, you know, maybe an online course and maybe this, you know, we've all been through these uh, thoughts. Um, and then this just worked like magic. And so when I started seeing the responses coming in from, from our clients, I said, all right, let's see if there's merit to this outside of my own company. And uh, we ran... Uh, market research, a small market research that we did on our own uh, with 600 WordPress professionals to see how they run their WordPress business. When I found that this is a massive problem for the majority of, uh, of the industry, I said, all right, let's see what, uh, how we can take this to the next step. step. How did you get the, where did you start to curate that list uh, you know, of 600 people? A lot of times we hear this, you know, find a problem. Justin Jackson famously talks yes. about this is like, you know, don't invent a new market space, find a problem that you can solve. Um, so some people, you know, dive into a Facebook group or a yep. forum. Like how did you curate the 600 and, and push momentum for people to fill out that information? So I, had, I, I wanted 100. That was like our uh, number. Uh, we needed 100 people to test it and to tell us what they think and to just play with it. Uh, we put this on three Facebook groups, just on, you know, just a random WordPress Facebook groups. Uh, just a short mock-up video of me clicking something and you see that little pop-up. Um, and within the first 30 days, we got to uh, 1,300 signups on this thing just from pushing, putting a, a nice idea on some Facebook groups where people are already looking for uh, solutions. Uh, and out of those 1,300 people, 600 filled out the survey. Okay, so you led with, the, you led with sort of the MVP of the product, the idea, yes. the feature set and stuff like that. People said, yeah, I want something. And then you said, let me back that up with asking uh, exactly. uh, some survey questions first. Exactly about their own business, how they run their, their uh, uh, how they collect uh, uh, content, how they provide support. Also, we asked some stuff about their tools. Uh, what is your go-to theme? What is your go-to uh, uh, page builder? So that we can um, make sure that our plugin is compatible with all of the big ones uh, straight out of the gate. Uh, so let's frame it. What's the product? What is the product? I mean, I right. know, but you know, but you know that there's people listening to this that don't know. Yeah. What is WP Feedback? So the idea of WP Feedback is to fix communications for WordPress professionals. Uh, the way that we tackled this, this thing is by creating an experience so that you can click any element within the website to leave a comment where the request is. It's kind of like post-it notes on the actual website. Uh, and the beauty is that it, it not only allows the customer to literally point at what they need from you and just say, I need this change, make this bigger, instead of all of the following and, uh, following and, and uh, uh, sentences about describing where we are and what we're, what we're doing, just point and say. But also we're collecting a full screenshot of what the other side is seeing so that you have full clarity as to what you're, uh, uh, what you're dealing with. Um, we bind that request to the div. So when you click on a button from that email, it takes you to the place, scrolls down to the area on the page and pops that message open right there for you. Also collecting some technical information like the browser version and the screen size and all of these kind of stuff. 
Uh, that's the core of it. Of course, over time, we developed further and created our dashboard that allows you to manage uh, all of your websites from one place, which is what uh, uh, our vision is to essentially replace the, uh, your inbox, replace your email um, uh, with this tool that is a lot more efficient and makes a lot more sense than a 30-year-old tool that was never designed for this purpose. Yeah, it's funny. I was just somebody, I think it was Paul Graham, famous uh, venture capitalist the other day, posted, boy, if somebody proposed the idea of the caps lock these days, it would be like, why? Why Why would we ever <laughs> put a caps lock key on a keyboard? But like you said, 30-year-old technology or greater yeah. at this point, uh, you know, why would we introduce something different? So the customer has, you know, you're a freelancer, you're a consultant, you're running WP feedback on your website. Your customer can then say, hey, I'm having a problem with maybe using this theme that you designed for me, this WordPress site, and then they say, let me report this issue to you, Ms. Uh, Mrs. Consultant, and then the consultant sees that feedback and then can help that, that exactly. customer. That's the gist of it. It reduces all back and forth. That's the idea. And we all know uh, how, what a pain that is to try and understand what the other side is talking about. You know, sometimes they call like the menu links, uh, whatever, labels or banners or whatever. You know, they, they, just the terminology is not there because they're not, a, they should, it's not the place to know the stuff that we know. Uh, so the idea is to make it as simple as literally pointing at it because this is a human, a human behavior. You want to point at something and say, I don't like this. I don't like that change this, change that. So that's exactly the experience that we're trying to mimic digitally. So when I'm on WPFeedback.co, I see the free version, but it's not download now, it's join the network. Sure. What is that about? So, so there is no free version for WP Feedback Pro, which is what we were talking about until now, the concept of those stickers. That's how the company kind of started around this uh, product. Uh, but through the experience over the past year, um, I've the community has become such an integral part of what we're doing that we decided to place a lot more focus around this and basically expand our mission. The mission for Double Feedback from day one was let's fix communications for WordPress professionals. And uh, from my point of view as an agency man, I could see that as like the, the communication problem that I had was between me and my clients. That's the, that's the communication flow that we needed to fix. Uh, but now from where I stand as a product maker and in, uh, more engaged in the community, I see a lot more communication breakdowns that are happening in, in our space. Uh, for example, and that's what the network is about. The idea is to create one hub that we can all huddle up together and, uh, and just do stuff. Uh, when it comes to feedback, uh, feedbacking each other's designs, giving inspiration to each other, um, uh, asking questions. So we got some of the top influencers in the space to manage groups inside the network. So if you have a security question, you can go and ask Oliver directly from WebArk. So if you have a privacy question, you ask Hans and Donata from Thermageddon and, uh, and so on and so on. There's a few dozen uh, uh, awesome, awesome experts on there. And again, it all comes down to that mission of let's break down the communication breakdowns and uh, just work nicely together. So when we go to the pro side, uh, just taking a look at the pricing, because I, I think most people listening, is, they're always interested in how to, uh, or how they would configure their own pricing. I mean, I know that pricing right. is always this thing where, you know, sometimes you just 
walk outside your office, stick your hand in the air and go, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to set the price to, you know, whatever, 50 bucks for this one. Sometimes license. it is. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and that's literally how, you know, a lot yeah. of people start. I know I've got plenty of stories on how I've done pricing over the years, but I see now for the pro version, one site, 79 paid yearly, five sites, 159 a year. Uh, and then agency paid yearly 299 for 100 sites a year. Then of course you have the monthly, uh, which is, uh, look to be probably maybe the most popular at $47 a month for yeah. 50 sites. Did it all, did, I mean, did you roll out pricing like this from the start? How did the pricing change? What was, you know, what lessons did you learn there? Sure. So uh, uh, instead of going through the route that you described, which I have gone, I've gone down this route many times before, this time I had, uh, I had a group of people to ask because we had our uh, uh, early adapters and uh, I just asked them in the group, like, how much would you pay for this before they got it, and I got uh, uh, I, I got numbers from uh, you know all the way down from nine bucks for one domain for month per month, uh, all the way to seven hundred uh, for a lifetime deal and stuff like that. Uh, so each one kind of created a little poll on uh, on uh, the Facebook group in there, and these are basically the prices that you see in front of you now a year after uh, still. Um, there was one addition, which was the monthly plan. The, the strategy behind this or the idea behind this is, first of all, uh, to create more pressure on us. That's kind of like on purpose uh, because the, when you sell yearly, you only have to prove yourself once a year. Right. If that makes sense, uh, but if you are if you're doing a, if you're running a monthly service, every month you're being tested, uh, and uh, and I like that. I like that kind of pressure on us and on the on the team to make sure that the product is awesome uh, every day of of the year. Um, yeah, that's the that's the reasoning behind the two different models you see there. Plus, I'd imagine that. For anyone who's buying, let's say, I don't know, just like the single license, for example, and, and maybe, you know, maybe you've got some secret sauce in here that that avoids this, but maybe sometimes you might get somebody who's like, okay, um, I'm going to install this on one site, yeah, and then I'm going to help the customer launch the site. It's going to take a couple months or whatever, and then they pull it off, and maybe they put it on the next site, right? And they go and sure. they help another customer, which I guess I mean, might be fine in your eyes as yeah. long as they're paying for the year. But on the monthly plan, you might get people who want to consistently uh, support their customers, right? It's not like and you're going to be taking away and pulling it back kind of thing. You want them to consistently help their customers. And that's what the magic is. And that's what I try to, um, uh, to preach to our audience as well, because uh, care plans is, you know, is life when it comes to the, to the business model. Uh, um, so like, if you have an opportunity to to maintain a customer long term, uh, then you should be doing that, and that's what the tool is all about. So people, uh, you know, you can use it through the build to get the content and to improve the design. But the real magic is is after the build when you're supporting the customer on a long on an ongoing basis. They're already used to the system. Uh, more than that, when a customer is in project mode. And we can think about this for ourselves. Every time we are in, a, in what I, I call like project mode, um, we are engaged with that person, uh, with the other side. You know, we make sure that we, we clear out some time uh, on our schedule to make sure that we deliver on what we needed to do to complete that project. But once a project is complete, it's gone to the back of our heads. We have another project already in the works, right, as business owners. Uh, and, um, and that's when... When the other professionals come back to us, we give them those one-liner 
uh, uh, answers, um, which is horrible when you're trying to support someone and all you get is like, the button is not there. What, what do you mean? There's like a, a thousand <laughs> buttons. Right. Uh, so, uh, so when it comes to support, you actually, that's when you want to give your customer the ideal experience of just giving you those three words, but still get the full picture through something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, this is like the, the, the beauty, the pain of service and agency life is like, there are no rules, right? You can do whatever you want as a right. web consultant. You can sell somebody a site for 500 bucks. You can sell yeah. it for 500,000, yeah. uh, you know, but what keeps the business going, what keeps momentum again, no rules. You spend a lot of time. Like, so I think most people fall into this trap. It's like, boy, they're, it's tough. You gotta, you gotta make the sale. And some people aren't very good at doing the sales part of it. Yeah. And then they just want to say yes. Cause they, why would they ever say no to somebody who wants to give, give them money? And then it's like, they work so hard to just complete the project that they forget like, oh, I have to continue to support this customer. Yeah. And, and by the and way, that's there's the money there. Is. Yeah, that's where the money is. Right. Not, not in the initial project. The initial project is like customer acquisition. Right. Uh, after that, when you can support a customer for uh, uh, even the basic care plan of 100 bucks a month, you know, is another 12 bucks a year that you generated from one project. Uh, and not even talking about them needing a, a booking system all of a sudden and a, and a client management area. Then they have like those monthly blog posts and whatever, you know, if you're doing it right and you're helping your clients grow their businesses through, your, through the website, then there's loads of other opportunities if you maintain that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so speaking of relationships, that's sort of the lead in to WP feedback is there's this uh, free community that professionals can join. It yes. warms them up to your brand. It gets content in front of their face and there's value there. And oh, by the way, maybe, just maybe they'll buy uh, WP feedback for their, for their own business. Uh, and here we are today, you have a virtual summit on the horizon, yes. right? Uh, tell us about that uh, and tell us what the goals are behind it. So the idea with the virtual summit uh, uh, came after uh, Jan joined the team, Jan Koch, who joined us as the CTO recently. And he did the biggest online summit in the WordPress space last year uh, with a little more than 2,000 attendees that, uh, uh, that happened really v very close to when uh, uh, WordCamp US happened. Um, that was going on online. And, um, and as it was coming in, it made perfect sense to run these summits from the network, from inside that network that we're building. Uh, so, so the plan was to do it in like uh, June, but uh, you know, with everything that's been going on, we said, all right, let's, uh, uh, let's take this as a challenge and let's make it happen uh, now. Um, what I didn't expect is the amazing uh, kind of uh, support that we got from all of these companies that you see on, on the uh, sponsors uh, uh, lists over there and, and the incredible speakers that we have uh, uh, that are working with us to make this uh, summit even bigger than it was last year. Uh, but the, the biggest thing that I'm really excited about is the, um, is the innovations that we did here. Uh, so instead, you know, like I'm sure that by now a lot of us have been going to these uh, online summits. Uh, and again, we found a lot of communication breakdowns inside that experience. A lot of communication flows breaking down and literally communication breakdowns. When it comes to an online summit, it's literally like a, a stack of webinars, if you will. And uh, what we tried to create is a true 
uh, networking experience, it's a true conference experience. Uh, so you have those different areas where you can hang out with hundreds of uh, like-minded professionals. But if you need a more, a more kind of quality conversation, you can dive into each one of the little hangout spots in there and uh, really create those uh, small clusters where uh, real magic happens when it comes to building relationships. And more than that, when it comes to sponsors, you know, we all have to get all of these free stuff from sponsors and and learn from them about about what's coming up with the products we use every day. So we created the sponsors booths that that on each per, on each uh, booth there is a unique experience for that particular sponsor. We can go in, you can meet them, and just chat with them, as well as win loads of free prizes, uh, some crazy prizes uh, that they're coming up with. And yeah, and basically, you know, it's not innovative. It's not innovation innovating into anything that we've seen in the physical world but it's bringing that entire experience online. And is that powered by some kind of secret technology that you've developed or is it? Yes. Well, not, we're using WordPress, right? So yep. nothing is really secret uh, in there. But we, uh, again, like we said at the beginning, when you know how to solve those problems or to think creatively to create something from that platform, mm -hmm. uh, we managed to leverage everything within uh, WordPress. We did have to custom the hell out of it with a bunch of stuff, uh, creating the first time, uh, first ever live comments feed. That, uh, I can't believe that no one did that before. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had to do that to support the, the comments feed uh, on the summit itself. Mm -hmm. uh, we had to create like um, engaging uh, uh, sponsors booths, video calls embedded from Jitsi into WordPress, which is another open, open source project. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a technical challenge, uh, but, uh, but definitely worth it. So, so again, an experience in all sense of the meaning, right? It's not just, hey, I'm going to boot yes. up my Zoom client and I'm just going to watch people from a distance. Uh, you're going to, number one, log into this uh, customized uh, experience where you can hop into those literally different rooms where, exactly. you know, it's almost like, you know, you're listening to the keynote speaker and as you walk out, you can kind of hear them talking and you get further away yeah. and you walk into another room <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's the happiness bar or whatever the heck, it, you know, yeah. you might you might call it. Um, That's exactly the, 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 the idea. And, and you said it perfectly because when you go to an event, you are there. But when you go to an online event, in most times, it's like open in one tab out of the 200 tabs that you have uh, <laughs> uh, open. And, uh, you know, you jump into a Zoom call, you stay there for five minutes. But once the Zoom call is kind of done, you close that window and you're out. Yeah. You know, you're out, you go get a snack. Right. Uh, so, so that's that, these are all the small communication breakdowns that ruin the entire experience for you because you're just jumping from one place to another instead of fully engaged. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you this, the one thing that this pandemic has increased is people's awareness to technology, right? For I mean, there's sure. so many small businesses now, like, you know, when I would talk, you know, when people, so I do a lot of, um, uh, we call it uh, advising. I'm a mentor at a local accelerator in my nice. in my area, you know. And these are a lot of these businesses coming through. They're just like traditional, you know, businesses. They're not tech businesses. They could be a new restaurant. It could be a new, right. uh, you know, charity or whatever. Anyway, the point is, is like I would send them Zoom links, and they were like, "I don't even know what is this. What am I supposed to do? Like, I don't <laughs> have. Can I just call you?" And now I'm just like, "Yes, we're all gonna be doing this online now. Finally, <laughs> finally, yeah. For years we've been doing this. Yeah." And yeah. it's crazy that it took that to actually get people to just adopt a bit more technology into their lives. Um, yeah, it's, so where it's can, crazy. Where can people find access to the summit and how much does it cost? 
it's free, completely free to join. Um, it, we have five full-on days of talks and we're serving multiple time zones. So there's 24 hours, uh, not 24-7, it's 24-4 because that's the yeah. length of the event uh, of uh, straight talks and uh, networking uh, events and, you know, massive, like everyone in the community is a massive party for the community. Uh, come join us for free, wpfeedback.co forward slash, uh, forward slash summit. Summit. Very, very good. And the product itself, wpfeedback.co, the same exact thing. Well, number one, you can join the network. I'm sure if they join the network for free right now, they'll get access to the see the summit stuff. Yes. Uh, the, it's all happening inside the network. So if you're in the in the network, uh, you have a little button inside there to say, yes, let me know about the summit and you're in. Awesome. And then wpfeedback.co, the product, uh, you can go there and check out that pro version. Uh, again, starts off at, well, it was 79 bucks for a single site, 49, yes. 47 a month, right? Or 49 sure. a month uh, for yeah. 50 sites, you know, if you want to do this ongoing support for your customers. I mean, it looks awesome. I've seen it uh, ever since I came across uh, your radar. Uh, so props awesome. to you and your team uh, for Thank putting you. all that stuff together. And of course, the summit. Um, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, to meet me personally, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Vito Peleg. And uh, uh, for the company itself, yeah, just go to wikfeedback.co. There's a little, we call it in, in the company, internally we call it VitoBot. There's a little VitoBot at the corner. <laughs> uh, so you can interact with them and that goes uh, to me uh, sometimes. <laughs> And, and are you are you in a band right now? Are you running a band? Is that what no, you're saying? No, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, uh, my full extent of playing music at the moment is the guitar that's right here with my yep. wife a little bit in the evening. Yep. That's it. Very cool. Very cool. Everybody else is matreport.com, matreport.com slash subscribe to join that mailing list. We'll see you in the next episode.